listening to the KP podcast, the podcast where we talk to some bands where you got to know them a little bit better. Maybe you already heard about them before. Maybe you've never heard about them and now you're hearing about them. Well, today we're going to be hearing about a band called Dropout Kings. and I am talking to the vocalist of that band. His name is Adam Ramey. Adam, how are you doing today, man? I am good. How are you? I am excellent. You're on your way or you're already there. I don't know to see the used tonight. How, how excited are you to see the used? Oh, I'm so pumped, dude. They're, like, <laughs> one of my biggest influences. So I'm, like, super fucking stoked. <laughs> I've seen them live, like, three times. So Usually it's outside, and this one's inside, so I'm stoked about that. But, yeah, I'm super pumped. We're nice. going to leave for that. In a, where, are you, in a, like, where are you seeing about? Where are you seeing about tonight? Uh, It's called Crescent Ballroom. It's a cool venue in AZ. Very nice. All right. Well, but, let's, yeah. get, let's get started with the interview. Um. Who all is part of the band Dropout Kings, and where are you guys from? So, uh, it's me, Adam Ramey, so that's, uh, and then uh, Eddie Wells, and then it's uh, Trevor Norgren, Stage Flynn, Chucky Guzman, and Rob Sebastian. Very and, nice. And uh, pretty much all of us are from, Ari- well, all of us live in Arizona for the most part. Eddie's from... I want to say Minnesota or something like that. Um, And then Rob is from Michigan, our bass player, and he lives in Michigan uh, and then flies out here when we got to do stuff. But for the most part, all of us are in Arizona. Okay, I gotcha. And how or when did this band get started? Um, It was probably like late 2016. Uh. I was in another band called The Bad Chapter, which is where like pretty much everyone from this band came from. No way. But uh yeah. I say no yeah, way because I love that band <laughs> and I've been wondering yeah, what happened to that funny. band. Wow, yeah, okay. Yeah, dude, it's this band now for the most part. Phil's still doing stuff. He's the only one in the band in uh The Bad Chapter, but yeah, he's still trying to do stuff. But yeah, yeah, man, like literally all of us were in that band except for Eddie <laughs> and Chucky. But uh, yeah, we were all in that band. So my mind's blown started, right now. <laughs> yeah, nah, it's funny because like it's it's interesting because like uh, a lot of people still remember it, and I'm like surprised because we weren't around that long. But <laughs> right, yeah, no, nah, uh, but yeah, so that band kind of started becoming stagnant, and like we were also spread out and made it like kind of difficult. So basically, like it was kind of tanking, and I'm like, shit, dude. Like, I'm not doing anything. Like, I, I want to still be active in music. And so I started doing covers. And uh, I was like, I want to do a cover of a Linkin Park song, but I want to have, like, an actual rapper do, like, Mike Shinoda's part. So I hit, I found this video, and it was called, like, AZ Underdog Cypher. And it was, like, a bunch of local rappers. And I was like, cool, I'll check this out and, like, see if someone stands out to me. And, like, immediately... Eddie stood out to me, and I'm like, this is the guy. Like, this is for sure the person I need. And I I hit him up. His manager responded. He was down, and I was like, cool. So we did the video. I met him. Like, he was super cool. We got along really well. 
we did the video, posted on YouTube, got a shitload of views. Like, we were really stoked on it, had a good reaction. I'm like, dude, let's just make a band out of this because, like, I've always wanted to uh, do a band that was like Linkin Park, but, like, we, I want to have, like, gent riffs in it, and I want to have breakdowns, and I want it to be heavy, and, like, but I also want it to be catchy. Like, I want it to be everything that I want to do because I love rap, and I love rock, and I'm like, I want to do everything, you know? Like, so we just started, you know, fucking doing it. And then I got all the boys from the bad chapter in this band and kind of just fucking started doing what it's doing. And then we're here now. That's awesome. That's a good story. And I, I, I'm still mind blowing about this yeah. bad chapter stuff. So we'll talk, yeah, nah, for sure. <laughs> we'll have to talk about this after, uh, after the interview. Um, oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. We can talk about it during it. Too. <laughs> <I don't care. laughs> okay. So you guys just dropped the new single glitch gang and you just released yeah. it and it just came out on stay sick records. Now, how has been the response for this so far? It's honestly been really good, and it, it's almost like a one 180-degree difference of a lot of the reactions we were getting on Napalm, because like even though Napalm Records is a great record label, it, their demographic really wasn't ready for like the kind of music that we were making, because they're like most of their most of their fans are really super super fucking metal stuff, you yeah. know, and like we're not that, and they're European, and it and it's different, you know, so like and. They, I mean, and granted, like, they signed us initially because they wanted to bring a new demographic to their table, you know, so, and and it worked, you know, like, it's mutually beneficial, but, like, there was more hater comments than anything on those, and on these, on, when we did this uh, video on Stasic, like, the reactions were so good, you know, so I, I could just tell, like, demographic-wise, we were, like, really where we needed to be, so it was a good feeling to have that. Right, and I've been following you guys on uh, Instagram, social media for a while, so I'm going to ask you this question. I think I already know the answer, and I'll just kind of compare notes here. Uh, what? How did you get on Stay Sick? Dude, <clears throat> it's an interesting story, really. Like, I, like one day, out of the fucking blue, I was, like, I followed Franz on Instagram for a long time, yeah. But one day out of the blue, I'm like, fuck it, I'm just going to message him, you know, and just like bullshit with him. And he actually responded. We started talking a little bit, a little bit here, a little bit there. He liked the band. He'd heard of us, blah, blah. And like uh, one day he was on a tour and he was coming through Arizona. I'm like, hey, man, like you want to chill or something? Like I'd be super down to come through and kick it. And he was like, yeah, for sure. So he guest listed me, we hang out at the show, fucking hang out for like three hours, just like shooting the bullshit, yeah. you know, like, and we we're headed towards the end of our album cycle on Napalm. So I didn't know if we were going to do another record with Napalm or if we ha- were having our options open. So anyway, we started getting on the topic of like working with Stasic and then uh, eventually we were in the pr- transition of getting a new manager then when we got the new manager, he was also super cool with Stasic. So then, like, before you knew it, like, the deal was on the table, you know, and it kind of just happened very, like, non-forcefully, like, very, like, it flew, it just flowed well, you know, like, everything right. went smoothly. And it does, so, make, yeah. it does make sense having your music on that label with with all the bands that are on there. So, I mean, totally. good for you guys. right. Thanks, man. Yeah, I, I really, I really agree. Like, I feel like it's definitely the best fit for us right now. Right now, I asked that question because I remember seeing either Franz or Stasic 
or both. It was probably just Franz post something about you guys. And I was like, ooh, I wonder if the next move is to have them sign the stay six. So now my answer yeah. has come to fruition. Um, yep, yep. Your hunch was correct, bro. <laughs> that was when we were in the talks of all that stuff, you know? Okay, I gotcha. See, after you see so many bands do these things, you kind of pick up on hints here and there. Yeah, totally. Um, so your album, Audio Dope, I listen to it pretty frequently. Uh, can you walk us through the writing and recording process for this 2018 album? Absolutely, man. Um, so yeah, it really everything started with Scratch and Claw. That was the first song we ever wrote. And ironically, it's our biggest song, too, so it's interesting. Um, because, uh, you know, initially I was like, dude, I want to... And this was before Chester died and everything, you know? And, like, mm. I was just like, bro, I fucking love Linkin Park. And, like, I just want to bring, like, a modern twist to like what that was and like what it meant to me and like i've always wanted to be in a band that was you know a good mesh like that but you know our own perspective because like as an artist you really just bring your own perspective to the table so like i really try to make it like what are we going through like what can people relate to that we're going through because ultimately like that's what's going to make somebody care about your music you know letting them know like you care about them and like you've been through the same shit they have and you're all just the same, you know, you're not really different. Yeah. But like, so we taking that perspective through the whole album, like we kind of had that mentality throughout the whole record. And we knew we wanted like modern riffs and like gent in it and stuff. And then we also knew we wanted trap beats, but then at the same time, we really, with that album, we kind of scattershotted it because when we were writing it, there wasn't any bands that were really... I mean, there are bands that are doing what we were doing, but not quite like we were doing. So I was really skeptical how people would react before it became, like, a lot more normalized the last few years. But, uh, you know, like... Or the last two years, rather. But, uh, yeah, so, like, I kind of, we kind of scattershotted it. Like, we have, like, a song that's, like, very hip-hop. Then on the other side, there's a super fucking heavy song. And then on the other side, there's like a super rock radio song. And then everything in between that, you know? So like, we really were just like, what are people going to resonate with? You know? Cause like we were young, we were still a young band, you know? So it's like, we didn't necessarily know like what we wanted to do, what people really fucked with and stuff. So like, we really use that album to be like, well, what do people like on this? You know? And, so, yeah, basically it was just scattershotting and just, like, writing riffs with Nick Sampson. And, you know, like, he really had a good eye or a good ear, rather, for, you know, like, what could make us more unique and, like, yeah, unique to our band and try to find a, you know, a original type of sound. And, you know, I feel like the, the reaction we got from the album was amazing, too. Right. He really, like, helped, you, just, uh, he really helped you capture the sound that you were going for and make it your sound. Right. Yeah. And I always try to tell people, cause like people ask me like, how important is a producer to like the music? I'm like, dude, oh you gotta look God. at it. As, like, <laughs> yeah. You gotta look at it as like your producer is almost like another member of the band, but like not in a way, you know, but like they are because like, like you have this idea, but then there's this guy that's like, all right, here's how we make it possible. And we make it sick. You know, and it's exactly. like, they're always just, and they're always just trying to make you do your best. It's like having a personal trainer when you're working out. Like, you're never going to work out as hard as you work out by yourself. Like, if you have a guy being like, no, dude, you have like three more reps in you. 
you're like, fuck, okay, I don't want to do this, but I got this, you know? And, like, you feel good, you know? And so, like, that's kind of, I feel like that's how a producer is, you know? I like, love, a good one that... Right. I love that analogy. As someone that works at a gym, someone that works out a lot, I love that, and I'm going to have to steal that from you one day uh, and explain yeah, that to do people. Yeah, it, bro. <laughs> Be like, Listen, yeah, dude. I feel like it's, yeah. That's awesome. Um, how long was that writing pro? I mean... I like asking about writing processes because they're different for every yeah, band. No, I mean, that's cool. Um, yeah. some, some bands will sit down and riff it out in a room and kind of record some scratch tracks and they'll go back into the studio and uh, actually record it. Or some bands will sit down with the producer and be like, listen, we just have a few ideas. Can you help us make those ideas into actual songs? I like how, what was that process like? Yeah. So, uh, I pre- like Eddie is, is really is he similar to me but he's also really different like me i like starting out with just i like starting out with the music and i like building my lyrics and what the song is going to be about around the music it just helps me flow better and gets me in a good like writing state of mind like eddie you can throw him in a fucking room and he will write something for you in like 30 seconds or like five minutes and it's sick. Oh, wow. You know, and like, yeah, he's just like that, bro. Like he just shows up and then he does something and it's dope, you know, and <laughs> <laughs> he's just like that, you know. So I'm different though. I like to think about it. And the thing is, is like I write most of the hooks and Eddie writes most of the verses, you know, so the verses are always crazy and complex and Verses don't really repeat ever, so it's like he's just going off on all these crazy bars and shit, like freestyling basically. And then I'm like trying to think of the catchiest thing I can, so it works out for the way we have like the band worked out for the most part. Obviously, some songs are different. He has some hooks, and I have some verses too. But you know, for the most part, that's pretty much the formula. But uh, essentially, like so. That being said, we pre we pre prod a fucking dude, at least like. <laughs> 30 at least like 30 songs wow um and and I, I won't say they were full songs like we had about like seven full songs or five full songs going into the into, into there that we knew we wanted to have but then we had the rest were like song ideas like the meat and potatoes of like song ideas you mm. know so pretty much like we took all that to nick and we were like hey man pick and choose what you think is cool like here's what we're trying to do here's what we've already released here's the image like here's what we we're thinking you know and then eventually it just we kind of just started going in and then from there you know we would just write riffs with nick and it was a five-week process we went to michigan drove all the way there uh and you know just isolated ourselves for luckily our bass player lives like 20 minutes away from the studio so we slept over at his place every night and then we drive to the studio in the morning it was like carpooling going to work you know (laughs) but we did we did that for five weeks and then uh did 10 songs yeah and uh pretty much how it started and then like yeah for the most part like we'll try to think of like a beat or like drum parts or something first and then put a riff over it then i put vocals over it or sometimes a riff most of the time it's like drums and a beat or something like that and then i'll put vocals over it and then we'll put guitar over that and then you know by that time it's pretty much done okay awesome uh you kind of I mean, you answered the question i was going to ask right after about you personally writing so thank you for that uh so with yeah. this with this single glitch gang you also announced that an ep will be coming as well uh, what i mean what all is coming with this ep what else is coming in the rest of 2020 
Yeah, uh, it's crazy because there's a lot coming in 2020. Uh, some that I can't talk about, but some that I don't even know is going to happen. You know, like every day is different. It's crazy. Like with music, anything can happen any given day. Like right. you never know who's watching. You know what I mean? Like, so, like if they're interacting with you, yeah, you know. But at, sometimes, you know, you have new people looking at your shit every day. You never know what's going to happen. Some cool band could be like, yo, these guys are cool. I want to bring them on tour just because, you know, like, so any day, you know, something like that can happen. But, you know, as far as like what we got going, it's like, yeah, April 3rd, we have our EP coming out. Glitch Gang is six songs. Um, and they're all, <laughs> I mean, dude, I just feel like it's another evolution of what we are trying to be ultimately. And it's, it's, it's different than our first album but it's more refined i would say and i really feel like people i feel like it's even more unique than the first album more refined more focused yeah you know it's just like you're you know as you get older and like and i mean the thing about my band is like we've all like they're the only people i really hang out with and it's not just because they're in my band it's like legitimately they've all been my best friends for years Besides Eddie, but he's still, like, my best friend now, you know? But right. I met him later than everyone else. But, like, dude, it's like a family, you know? So it's, like, we're all learning new stuff, with like, from each other. And, like, we all get along really well. It's, like, we're growing older. And it's, like, you know, you just learn new things about yourself. So it's, like, I feel like that all comes into play in this record. And it kind of just culminates to something super cool. I, I'm just really interested to see people's reactions to it when it comes out. But yeah, we're uh, we're also working on a tour currently, trying to route one out right now. Uh, I wish I could freaking say more about that. But yeah, we, <laughs> we are working on tours. We're working on shows. We got a show March 28th uh, in Arizona called Riot Night. Um, that's at the Rock Bar. Uh, it's going to be like Spencer from under oath there uh and then we're just gonna play it's gonna be like a dj set and then we're just gonna play glitch gang for the first time do a little show uh it's a cool little spot the cool little local banger you know just to get our feet wet yeah freaking hang out with all the homies you know do a little album release show slash listening party type thing you know a little sneak preview yeah that'd be cool yeah it's just you know we're just fucking doing our thing <laughs> very nice so <laughs> do you have any i mean you've been a musician for a while you've been in the bad chapter mm-hmm. of this band you're only going to be growing from here uh any advice to young up-and-coming bands on how to really break through and be heard in today's absolutely yeah, it's a you know it's a weird the marketplace right now is interesting because social media is good and bad um it's good because so many people have the ability to see what you have to put out but on the opposite end of the spectrum you have uh so much competition you know and it's you really have to stop and think like about your band and like why should people care about it You know, because like at the end of the day, the way I look at it is everybody wants to feel like they're a part of something. Yeah. Like, and it it goes beyond music. Like, that's why people join churches. That's why people join cults. You know, that's why people just want to feel like they're connected to something and they're part of something that's bigger than them. And 
if you can provide that with a platform like music, people will care if you if if you're striking them emotionally and you're getting a reaction from them. You know, like those people are going to stick around for a lifetime. And if you can create that community with them, like the best, one of the best, one of my favorite things about this band is that we've really facilitated such a community with our fans. And like, we're so interactive and responsive. And I literally try to respond to every single person. Like I try so hard. Like we all do try to respond to everyone. And just like, it's cool because all the fans become friends and they go to shows together and like, it's just cool, but they didn't know each other like before the band, so it's it's dope, you know. And like that's the kind of shit that people want to be a part of, you know. It makes them care, and I feel like that's one of the biggest things, you know, is is creating that for people. And you know, like one thing is like as an artist, the only thing you really have to offer is your perspective. So if you really have something to say, you know, that stands out a lot too, because you know the only thing. You know, it's all the same 12 notes in the scale, right? So it's just like the only thing you got is what, you know, your perspective and what you say is what makes you different, how you arrange those notes. And, you know, I keep all that kind of stuff in mind, you know, so that helps a ton. And also just persevering. Like I could have given up so many times, like so long ago and I wanted to and something just kept me going. And like, honestly, I'm really, I don't necessarily know what it was. It was maybe drive, pride, whatever, like. I just kept trucking along no matter how bad shit got and it paid off in a big way. Like I would be super pissed off if I would have, you know, given up so long ago. Oh, yeah. Some of the best things that have ever happened to me was because of this band and I could have stopped way before then and it would have never happened. So I think, you know, hard work and perseverance over raw talent or anything like any day, man, like that, that's the biggest thing. Persevere through everything and it, and learn, you know, learn from the fucking mistakes you make. Like, uh, my biggest thing is you can't be smart until you're dumb once, you know? So it's like, you got to learn from it. Like, you won't know, you, you know, sometimes shit just happens. But if you learn from it, that's what makes you better. You know, you go through that shit sometimes because you're supposed to. I definitely believe that's a thing. Right. I love that answer. That that was an excellent answer. So thank you for that, Adam. Uh, so basically, Appreciate persevere it. through everything. Give it your hardest work you ever can. Be nice to everyone. Talk to everyone. Yeah. Respond to everyone. And yeah. hire Dude, a damn totally. good producer if you're out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Frank, what was I just going to say? Uh, yeah. You know, another thing I want to say, too, is like I try to look at it as a way it's like every day I try to market the band like it's the first time it's like, it's our first day we came out. Exactly. Like I always should have marketed like nobody's ever heard of us. And like, people don't know us. And like, you know, I try to think of every day like that, like, damn, how am I going to grow this band today? Like no one fucking heard of us, you know? And it's just like, I try to have that mindset all the time. So I'm grinding and it keeps me hungry, you know, to keep trying and to keep, you know, getting more people involved and, you know, like, that's that. That's a huge one too that I wanted to throw in there. Right, that's a good mindset to have. I mean, think about it from the live um, show perspective. Let's say you're playing a show with Megadeth, right? That'd be sweet. But how is yeah, how how, <laughs> how are we going to impress? I don't know that 45 year old dad over there. Right, like, exactly. You, you got to think about it that way too. I mean, there's all kinds of people listening at all right. times. Um, and I I like 
I, I'm very happy about this interview because, one, I just reached out to you randomly. I was like, ah, I'll just shoot him a message, see what happens. And yeah. you messaged back. Look at that. And here we are doing Hell this yeah. interview. Absolutely. Now, here's what's even funnier about this interview. You know how I heard about you from my previous uh, interview with Shaley Bourget really? from Day oh Show. Oh, my God. Really? So whenever he Fuck dropped, yeah. yeah, when he dropped that song, uh, Combat, with you guys, I've never heard of you. And then I was like, all right, I'll listen to him. And I was like, they're really good. So then I said, well, I could probably just interview them. So it all, it just comes full circle. It's really funny to me how all this works. That's crazy, dude. That is funny, man. And it really just goes into everything I just said. Exactly. That's why I said that. (laughs) Um, Right. No, that's perfect. It's beautiful. You know, it's just, it's how it's supposed to be. You know, it just is. Yeah. Um, Any final words uh, for any of your fans out there listening? Yeah, man. Uh, dude, just be you. Like, don't try to put up a front for anyone. Don't. Who gives a fuck if no? If someone doesn't like what you're doing, just fucking do it. And I know that sounds kind of cheesy, but it's like you only have a finite finite amount of time to be alive. It's like you might as well do whatever the fuck you want to do. Because you know, if, even if you take that safe job, you know, it could still you could still get fired from it. You know, like you, you can get replaced in like a week. You know, so take a chance, take a fucking leap of faith and do what you actually want to do, what speaks to you and your true core of a person, you know, and I feel like if you just keep doing that and you stay on track with that and you put time and energy every single day and you nurture it and you build it, you know, nothing but good can come from that, you know, and it's like, fuck, dude, I get haters every single fucking day. And you know what? Honestly, I feel bad for them. I'm like, dude, it must fucking suck to be you, like, to need to be validated every day on the internet and just shit on people for no reason, you know? It's like, I feel bad for him, and I want to help him, honestly, you know? So I try to be nice to those people, and it's just like, I feel like, you know, if you just keep that kind of a mindset, and you be friends with everybody, and you're not an asshole, you'll go far, because there's so many assholes in, in the world and in the music industry, and it's like, there needs to be more good people and i feel like if you're just that and you're just you it'll work out i love that answer again uh that was a great interview adam thank you so much for being on here today Thanks, dude. no problem at Thanks all for having me absolutely i'm going to talk to you here in a second off air that's uh adam ramey from the band dropout kings now they just dropped a single called glitch gang with their new ep also called glitch game coming out on April 3rd on Stay Sick Recordings. Make sure you guys check them out when you get a shot. Uh, I'm very happy with this interview. So, Adam, again, thank you so much. And thank you guys out there for listening to this episode of the KP Podcast. Hopefully you walk away with some different insights on some uh, stuff that we talked about here today. But until next time, we'll see you next time. (laughs) 